Hello, and welcome to the Building Business Podcast. My name is Angeline Lawrence, and I'm sitting in for Lawrence Jackson. And today we're going to talk with Ms. Micah Burley. She is the community manager for Connect 313, and she's the program manager for the Rocket Community Fund. Now, we've all heard this term about or used called the digital divide. And today we're going to discuss that, what it means, and how Ms. Burley is working to limit that gap. So Ms. Burley, if you could please just give us a brief overview of the term for what the digital divide means. Absolutely. Thank you, Angeline. And thank you so much for having me on with you today. Excited to be uh, to, to be sharing some thoughts with you on this uh, subject that I'm very, very passionate about. Um, so in the simplest terms, the digital divide is um, individuals who don't have the, the access or capabilities to engage in the, the digital economy as we know it. So if you look, you know, doctor's appointments are required to be online sometimes. Your banking is conducted online. If you have a small business, I'm sure that many of the operational functions of your business, um, you know, flow through online mediums. Kids are doing school online. And if you don't have a computer um, or, or access to the internet or the technical know-how to, to simply use that computer, you are completely left out of the ever-changing world and the way that things are moving um, in our economy and, and just broadly. And so that's essentially what the digital divide is. So lack of access to computers, internet access, and technical skills to be able to use computers. So digital literacy and things of that nature. Wonderful. I know that term has been around for the last 10 years or so. And what work are you all doing to help Detroit? So globally, it's a major issue. And there have been tons of studies done. Mm -hmm. So Detroit seems to be one of the cities that's falling in the the bottom in terms of accessibility for its residents. So what initiatives are you working on? And what what target population are you working to help? So our target population is, is pretty broad. Um, we are working to support all Detroiters through getting the access that they need to compete and just to live and thrive in the virtual world. So we've launched initiatives and campaigns that are specific to youth, seniors, um, and the Detroit community overall. Um, and when we look at some of the things that we've done, we, we were able to launch um, Connecting Seniors, which was an initiative that was able to bring connectivity and devices to senior citizens in Detroit. So through that, through that campaign, uh, we were able to get over 7,000 devices in the hands of Detroit senior citizens, um, as well as 810 hotspots so that they can connect to the internet through those devices. Um, because this was this initiative was really centered around um, helping create health accessibility for seniors, we were also able to do um, over 80 health, uh, mental health screenings, excuse me, 2,000 COVID tests, and 60 telehealth visits. So, you know, through this initiative, we were able to not only provide access points, but, um, you know, think about the ways that digital access and digital you know, having access to the digital tools and, and resources that uh, we all need, you know, we were able to, to create a, 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 a flow to health and how uh, not having access to those things impacts health. Um, through the Connected Futures campaign, we were able to deploy 51,000 devices to all Detroit public school students. 
um, as well as fulfill 150,000 tech support tickets. So, you know, kids got the, the parents and grandparents and these, they sometimes don't know how to help the kids with these devices and, and the mm-hmm. internet. And so we were able to help process um, support tickets for them to receive t- tech support. Um, and another campaign that we worked to, to promote was um, the emergency broadband benefit campaign. Mm-hmm. It was a federal subsidy that was allocated um, to, to provide $50, a $50 subsidy per month to anyone in the country. But the only problem with that camp, with that program was that there was no support that was allocated for awareness. So it was money being left on the table. People were not taking advantage of it. And so we were able to launch a campaign that helped um, create awareness for Detroiters, which then led to over 6,000 households in Detroit being um, taken advantage of that benefit and then becoming equipped with internet connectivity service, um, either free um, or at a very low cost with that subsidy. Game changing for many. Changing, really. The other issue that I realized is the lack of infrastructure. Not only many people don't have access to devices, but the, the infrastructure just isn't there. And since you previously worked for Tech Town um, on the tech side and helping um, entrepreneurs with um, high growth, comp start high growth startups, explain to us how being able to access technology and broadband internet is pivotal to any entrepreneur, not just a, a tech startup, but any entrepreneur at this point. Yeah, absolutely. So I know I, I got a chance to tell you this story when we first met Angeline, but um, the reason that I work in the digital device space is largely because of the interactions that I had with entrepreneurs uh, when I was at Tech Town. So in the, the program, um, in one of the programs that I, that I helped to run when I was there, we have one participant who had an incredible idea for a startup, but she didn't have a working computer. Her computer was like falling apart and she shared it with, um, with her children. And they also had a poor connection to the internet at home. And so it was very, very hard for me to, to feel completely confident that she had every tool that she needed to successfully launch her tech startup, um, which led me to understand that there was a foundational issue Mm-hmm. And that internet accessibility and, and digital accessibility broadly was absolutely essential for small businesses. So taking a step back and not just looking at tech businesses or tech companies, uh, entrepreneurs overall, there are so many tools that exist that can help to scale your business. And if you don't know how to use a computer or you don't have internet access or you know the things that are contributing to the digital divide, you, you're literally being left out. So a business that is, you know, started in someone's basement can be a global business just through the internet. Um, You can expand the reach of your company based on tools that are accessible on the internet. Uh, One thing that, you know, that is absolutely key for businesses to grow is to have um, operational excellence. So if you can't operate your business efficiently, if you don't, if you're not able to manage your inventory, if you're not able to manage your finances and books, if you're not able to do these things, it's going to be you know, much harder for you to scale. Definitely not impossible, but much harder. And there are tools that help simplify these processes online um, and through the use of computers and you know, just different, um, you know, different tech platforms. So I think that you know, for me, my belief is that 
not engaging in the digital world really leaves a lot of entrepreneurs out from, from growing and scaling their businesses in the way that I know many of them would love to see um, their businesses grow and scale. Yes, that, that's pivotal um, because you, you need to build relationships and you need to reach your customers. And it's hard to do that if you're not even, you don't even have a digital presence. Um, I guess COVID taught us a very hard lesson that you also have to have a digital strategy. So 100%. yes, yes, digital strategy is key. And I know that your work with Connect 313 has been um, very pivotal and game-changing for many people, as you've already laid out many of the initiatives. But tell us a little about um, a certain superstar or movie star that has <laughs> been a part of your initiative. And this that was kind of quiet when I was like, what? How did we not hear about this um, on a larger platform that... Um, someone of this stature is involved. So go ahead and I won't spill it. I'll let you tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> Aquaman in the flesh, <laughs> the million dollar question. Yeah. Uh, Jason Momoa, yes, we, we were able to um, get support from Jason Momoa, largely through partnership from um, Rocket Mortgage um, mm-hmm. because Jason Momoa was a partner of ours for the Super Bowl. And so, you know, we shared this really cool thing with him that we were working on. And, you know, obviously he wanted to be, he wanted to be part of it and he wanted to help spread awareness to the digital divide in Detroit. Um, I think that oftentimes people don't realize that this issue exists because it's, a, it's, it's not visible. You know, if someone's hungry, you can see that they're hungry quite often, or they tell you that they're hungry. If someone is being impacted by the digital divide, they may not even know. Um, or they may not even realize the importance of it. And so um, bringing awareness to it, he was he was just so on board with wanting to help spread the message of um, of helping close that gap here in the city. So we were we were pretty thrilled about that. He got a chance to walk around the city and see some cool things. And uh, he hung out with Josh Edmonds, who is the director of digital inclusion for the city of Detroit. Um, and Josh also serves as the chief advocate for Connect 313. So, um, you know, it was a really cool experience for, for obviously for both of them, but uh, for Connect 313 and the city of Detroit. Yes, that's, that says a lot. <laughs> that says a lot. And it's great that people are aware of Detroit and that we're on their radar and that they actually want to be a part of our re- revitalization. Absolutely. Yes. And so tell us a little more about your role at Connect 313. Um, I understand that you there's a volunteer component to it as well. And how can other professionals or other residents get involved um, at that level, at the community level? Absolutely. So um, first, my role within Connect 313, um, and I know that you mentioned it, mentioned it when we first started, but I do serve as the community manager for Connect 313. Um, but in a separate role, um, I am a program manager for the education and employment team on the Rocky Community Fund. And I specifically oversee our digital inclusion investments. Um, and as part of that investment, we were able to help seed fund Connect 313 through the vehicle of the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Um, and so that's kind of what the connection plan is between the Rocket Community Fund and Rocket Companies broadly um, and Connect 313. Um, And so what it means for me to serve as a community manager is just being a front-facing person 
and being the liaison between Connect 313 and the community, um, talking with the mem with members of the community, helping them understand ways to become more engaged. So this is right up my alley, um, the question that you've asked. So how do people get more engaged um, is, is the question that uh, I'm excited to answer. So there are a few ways. So um, easiest way, attend some of our meetings. We have public meetings once every month. Um, Every other month we have a community conversation, which is an open public forum for anyone in the world. It doesn't have to be people in Detroit, um, but anyone who is interested in learning about the work that we're doing, um, who's interested about, you know, interested in learning about um, Connect 313, how we're working to, to close the digital divide here in the city and just the ecosystem um, that, you know, that is contained within Detroit uh, overall. So attending those meetings, um, is a great way to, to become more engaged and more aware of what's happening within Connect 313 and within the city of Detroit. Mm -hmm. uh, another way to become engaged with Connect 313 is to just join as a member. So membership is wide open um, and it's accessible for anyone who lives, works, or learns in the city of Detroit and has a vested interest in wanting to see uh, the digital divide being, being bridged. So membership doesn't require a whole lot of you um, you can, the membership form literally takes two minutes to complete. We just want to know who you are, um, what your interest is as far as uh, commitment or engagement level and how we can remain in contact with you. Uh, from there, you, you know, and just kind of tearing this up as, you know, as, as far as uh, depth of engagement. So um, once you become a member, if you say, hey, I want to do a little bit more. Um, I don't only want to attend the community conversations. I don't only want to attend the council meetings, which council meetings are also bi-monthly meetings that we host, uh, which are for members only. And in those meetings, we talk about some of the suggestions that we've received from members of the community um, that we vote on and get feedback from the community on. Um, and it's really an open forum for community to engage and engage with Connect 313 and, and have that exchange. Um, but you say, I don't want to just attend the meetings. I want to do a little bit more. Uh, I want to be, I want to do some work. I want to do work um, in a really impactful way. You can uh, join a committee. So we have five distinct committees that are part of Connect 313. Um, the first one being policy, advocacy, and ecosystem, which um, I actually work to help lead that committee. We have digital literacy and skilling, uh, devices and connectivity, structure and operations, and special projects and shared resources. And uh, each of these committees work to, to help um, alleviate the digital divide through that committee specific functions or area of focus. Um, so, you know, raise your hand and say, I wanna join a committee. And when you complete that membership form, it gives you the ability to, to share that you're interested in joining a committee. We, uh, and then the, the next layer up is, um, is to say, I don't wanna just join a committee. I wanna lead a committee. I wanna serve as a chair or uh, vice chair of a committee. We actually just concluded um, our nomination and election process, which happens annually. Uh, members of the community can stand up and say, I wish to be a leader of a committee, or they can nominate someone that they believe uh, would be a great addition to the Connect 313 uh, ecosystem as a, as a leader for a particular committee. Um, we go through a, a very democratic nomination and election process where uh, only members of the Connect 313 community are able to vote on who they'd like to see as the leader for those committees. So I would say following like that kind of tiered approach of engagement would be a really, really great way to get involved. And I mean, a, another very light way is to just, you know, submit your email address on our uh, website for the newsletters. 
And so this way we'll be able to keep, keep you abreast of um, events that are happening or ways to get involved, volunteer opportunities um, or other initiatives and campaigns that we'll be launching. Okay, wonderful. And we'll put that link in our uh, description of the episode so that people can click on that and, and go there and get more information. That's fantastic. Yes. So one other question. Um, you mentioned that you vote on projects at some of the meetings. So how does the community submit projects to be voted on? Absolutely. So if you go to connect313.org, there's a link for uh, submitting a suggestion. So let's say you know of a, a digital literacy or skilling program that's going on in your community or something that you just want to see, something that you know is a need. Uh, perhaps it's an initiative that exists already that needs additional funding to scale, or it's it's a program that's not currently in Detroit that you'd like to see being brought to Detroit, or something that you just think is a gap. You don't know who's going to lead it. You're not the expert in that, and you're okay with that. You just want to bring awareness that this is something that needs to be done. You submit that suggestion to Connect 313. You let us know um, as much information as you have, and what happens is... Um, in the instance of, uh, you know, if you su submit a suggestion for a, a digital literacy program, that will go to the Digital Literacy and Skilling Committee. Um, that committee would then, you know, read through that suggestion um, and they'd work to, you know, they would vote on it if, if it's something that's tangible, if it's something that um, they're able to pursue based on that committee's priorities for the year. Um, they vote on it and then they work through to, to develop a proposal, a really well-crafted proposal which then goes to either the Connect 313 Joint Assembly um, and the Joint Assembly votes on all funding recommendations that are $50,000 or less. And the Joint Assembly is comprised of um, all of the chairs for each committee, as well as individuals who've been designated by the Connect 313 board. Um, so if it's $50,000 or less, it goes to the Joint Assembly for a vote for funding. If it's over $50,000, it goes to the Connect 313 board. And the board is comprised of, um, you know, key stakeholders in the ecosystem uh, who are, you know, leaders in the ecosystem who um, are committed to supporting Connect 313 to helping to bridge the digital divide. Okay. Yes, that's, that's wonderful um, to know that, mm -hmm. that you have a voice and you can make an impact by making a suggestion that can be acted upon. So that's. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, what's most exciting about the opportunity for a committee to submit suggestions is that you don't have to have technical skills to bring it to life. Mm -hmm. You can literally just have an idea. It can be very bare bones. Um, we can work with that individual to, to, to better understand what their vision is for, you know, the idea being brought to life. But you don't have to have that proficiency because the committees help to work through understanding what measures need to be put in place for it to be brought to life. So, um, you know, if there is a, a consultant that needs to be brought on, or if there is an external firm that we would need to contract with, the committee will work through helping to identify those individuals mm -hmm. um, and to help identify the needs for bringing that particular suggestion to life. So, um, if you have a lot of information, that's fantastic. If you have a team ready to work, you just need the funding, that's fantastic. But if you're just, you know, if you're just Aunt B who goes to the church, who knows all these kids come here and they don't have computers or they don't know how to use computers and you just want to tell somebody because you think a problem exists and it needs to be solved, then you can do that. So I think that I, I really, really love that component because it allows people to engage 
at the level that they currently stand. And it allows them to, to like you said, make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's so important because so many Detroiters feel like they're being left behind or they don't have a voice. And so for something as important as access to broadband internet and digital literacy, this is very important. So, you know, I applaud the work that you all are doing. So just really quick, um, what projects or initiatives do you have coming up for 2022? Absolutely. I'm glad that you asked. So this year, Uh, We're really leaning deeply into engaging the community Mm -hmm. Um, and the ways in which we'll do that is is through um, leveraging the Connect 313 community ambassadors, which are all being onboarded right now Mm -hmm. um, and really leaning into our neighborhood technology hubs. We have a vision to to bring accessibility within a walkable distance of all Detroiters. Um, And so we'll be really leaning into that. We'll also be leaning pretty heavily into storytelling. So really understanding what the digital divide means for Detroiters and helping to humanize um, what can sometimes seem like a really complex um, theory. The digital, you know, people, if you don't know what the digital divide is, you don't know that it impacts you, but understanding that your neighbor was able to FaceTime with their kids because they were at home sick and they would have no other way to see them, that humanizes and it helps you to understand um, the importance of bridging the digital divide and also helps to understand the importance of um, being on the other side of it. And so those are the ways that we'll really be leaning in. And we'll also be leaning into um, creating a, a strong network of uh, resources or a bank of resources for uh, digital literacy opportunities, literacy and skilling opportunities. Because you know, once you know about things that are going on in the community, once you have the computer, once you have the internet access, you know, what do you do with it? How do you use that as a way to um, not only participate in the global economy, but thrive in it. Maybe you want to learn a new skill, or maybe you want to create NFTs and, and, and sell them for millions of dollars and get rich and, and spread the wealth back into the city of Detroit. Um, but we'll be leaning really, really heavily into those things. <laughs> yes. Oh, hats off to you guys. I'm just, that makes me happy to hear of plans that you have to really get into the neighborhoods. Um, I know you understand about development at that level and it's key you know it's nice to have things in the core but the city thrives off of its neighborhoods Absolutely. so yeah and there are so many educational resources out there some free some paid you have major universities offering online classes so definitely um, a way to improve people's quality of life so ma'am any other parting words you'd like to leave us with? Um, Absolutely. Anything you want to tell us about? Absolutely. Um, you know, I want to leave my final parting words is, is connect <laughs> with us. Connect with Connect 313. Um, join as a member. Become a member. Join our community. Um, share your voice. Attend our community council meetings. Attend our community conversations. Uh, we, we really want to hear from you. Um, And another recommendation that I will have, or another ask, I guess, um, consider joining a committee. If you have interests or uh, technical skills or proficiency in a particular area, please consider joining a committee. The the, um, the lift is relatively light, but it's impactful. 
Uh, we know most of our, our committee members are working professionals, so we make sure that we schedule things or structure things in a way that maximizes impact, but uh, makes it, you know, make sure that they're not um, burdened unnecessarily with doing a whole extra job. So engage with us. If anyone has questions for me, I am 100% accessible. Um, my email address is micah at connect313.org. I'm happy to answer any questions that folks have. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing all the wonderful things that you're doing with Connect 313. And we look forward to um, working with you shortly or soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're welcome.